Welcome back to Alliance's Heroes, where heroes in business align. To be part of our super community and find out more about Alliance's, visit www.alliances.com. Now, back to our super host, David Kogan, founder of Alliances. That's right, super, and it keeps getting better and better. We just had on Veronique James, the founder of the James Agency, and later on we're going to have the star of A Little House on the Prairie. So make sure you continue to stay tuned throughout the entire show. And thank you for the feedback we still continue to get from having Henrik Fisker on, the founder of Fisker Automotive. Make sure you go to alliances.com. Once again, that's E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com. It is the only place where entrepreneurs align. Well, I got to tell you, everywhere you look, there are franchises. Everywhere, almost every city, every town and all that. But I'll tell you what, there's some secrets behind those franchises because in order to build a successful franchise, you have to have a successful franchise attorney. Now, while there's many attorneys out there, we have with us, he was ranked as one of the top 100 franchise lawyers. And are you ready for this? Entrepreneur Magazine ranked them as the top 15 franchise law firm, which is a huge accomplishment. We have with us Dan Warchowski with FranchiseLawyers.com. Dan, tell us a little bit more about, though, franchise law in general and why someone just, why it's such a specialty and why someone couldn't use a general attorney to do their docs. Well, unfortunately, that happens all too often. And you get these startups, they go to, I don't know, my Uncle Vinny, and he does a little bit of everything. And they dabble in franchise law, and unfortunately, it comes back to bite them. It is a very highly specialized area, and if not done correctly, it can be a potential major source of liability. So you really do need to go with an expert. And, you know, tell us a little bit about the law in general of what it is regarding franchise, because those that are thinking, we've got many listeners right now that are thinking, hey, I've got a great business model. Let me just go ahead and, you know, launch it and start just franchising it. What are some of the specifics behind it? Because many people don't know who aren't in the field. Well, first, you have to make sure that your business is franchisable. And there's a whole analysis you go through with that, from financial feasibility to support, structuring, territories, et cetera. And it needs to be something that's easy to replicate. You need to be able to train someone to essentially do what you do in a relatively short period of time. But then once you decide to launch, like I said, franchising is highly regulated. It starts with disclosure. That's primarily what franchise law is about. So we put together a very hefty document called the Franchise Disclosure Document that's designed to give a prospective franchisee all the information they need in order to make an informed investment decision. Now, you've been recognized, as we mentioned, as the top 100 franchise lawyers in the U.S. and Canada in its Legal Eagles poll. In addition, you've been named super lawyers, one of the top 2.5% of attorneys under 40 and also to Entrepreneur Magazine, again, ranking you top 15 franchise law firm. How have you progressed through your per career, and w did any part of the journey change for you? In other words, did you graduate law school and say, I'm going right into franchise law, or what took place? Well, it's funny. I somewhat built my firm around people that are not like me. I went the traditional route. I went to law school, college, then law school, and then right to the big law firm. But what we try to do is we focused on bringing in people that have business ownership experience. So the other attorneys all have either significant in-house experience with franchise systems or they've owned and operated their own businesses, but they've done something beyond just going to school 
and going to a law firm, which is what I did. But fortunately, I try to surround myself with people better than me, and it seems to have worked. Well, you know what? We surround ourselves with heroes, heroes like you, because you're listening to me, David Kogan, host of the Alliances Heroes Show. Make sure you go to the only place, alliances.com. That's E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com. There is no other place where entrepreneurs align because we have Dan Warchowski, franchise lawyer. He's got the best domain name, franchiselawyers.com. How in the world did you even secure that? But more importantly is, is why did you decide then to focus on franchise law? Well, starting with the latter question, I didn't even know what franchise law was when I started out at the big law firm. Uh, I got thrown into the mix. Initially, I did municipal finance law. I didn't know what that was either. And I was thrown into a department called the Business Finance Group. And what happened at that firm, Greenberg, was that if you weren't big enough to have your own department, you got put in business finance. So uh, the person that off that office next to me, his name's Jim Ullman, and he did franchise law for the firm. So we had about 2,000 attorneys at the time, and he did all the franchise work and asked me if I'd help out. And I said, sure. And at that point, I was hooked. I loved the entrepreneurial spirit. The client was excited about what they were doing. It was a cool brand growing. And at that point, I just had to train my replacement, and I was off and running. Can you believe how many franchises there are now? Oh, it's unbelievable. It's the economic engine that drives everything these days. What have you found most shocking, though, about practicing franchise law and what you've seen? Because really, you're kind of under the hood, so to speak, of what's going on with these franchises. Well, I mean, there's a lot of good. And unfortunately, you also see some of the bad franchising isn't for everybody. And I've seen where it can you know, occasionally a system probably shouldn't franchise or certain people shouldn't franchise. And I've seen a little bit too much of that. But Again, that's why franchise laws were created, and uh, they tend to weed out some of those systems that shouldn't be. So if you're a franchisee, you just need to be very careful about picking a good system with a good management team and doing your due diligence. And tell us more about that, because again, you've worked, we, we've worked with a number of franchises. Uh, what have you seen though as those that have been most successful to be able to launch their franchise system? I mean, what, what have you found? Because again, you see things that even they don't see. Yeah, well, you need to have something that differentiates you from the competition. You need to have a good barrier to entry. It needs to be something where there's a learning curve. So if I'm the franchisee, I'm going to invest my life savings. I want to know that I'm getting something valuable in return. And essentially, that's the know-how of the franchisor. They've been through it. They've done it. They've made all the mistakes. So hopefully, I don't have to do that. Now, one of the questions that we get, well, actually, it was a very popular question that we got from our listeners is in regards to, well, why not just maybe do licensing route? Isn't that just easier? <laughs> License out instead of franchise. Yeah, they just, don't have to deal with all the legal stuff. Yeah, it's as easy as that. You just swap the name of the agreement and you're good to go. Uh, unfortunately, that happens all the time. People don't understand the scope of franchising. It's very broad. You've got three elements. You've got payment of a fee. You've got a name and you've got significant support or control. And if you meet all those elements, you're a franchise, you can't be a license unless you follow an exemption strategy. So it happens quite often with people that don't understand the scope of franchising. And unfortunately, they can grow and become successful and fly under the radar until something happens. And that's when they end up coming to me. Share with me some secrets of what fran potential franchisees should be looking at because you put together these contracts so you've got the expertise on that and now what should the some of the potential franchisees look at when they're looking at these agreements well the documents can be pretty daunting these are three four hundred page documents it's similar to securities law 
and some information is going to be a lot more relevant than other. And if you're, you know, for any given franchisee, certain factors will be more important for them as compared to the next franchisee. So you really need to hire somebody that can go through it and vet it with you and get to the important details. But what I would say is a franchisee is the most important thing is to contact the other franchisees. There's an exhibit to the disclosure document that has contact information for all the franchisees in the system, including former franchisees that left in the prior year. So they're the best source of information. The documents give you background. The franchisor will tell you everything that you want to hear about why it's such a great system. But at the end of the day, you want to get the real scoop from the franchisees. And do you recommend that the potential franchisees also take their documents to an attorney, maybe perhaps like you, to be able to at least kind of um, understand what they're getting into? Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of traps for the unwary. And we've actually had attorneys who are franchisees that have brought documents over and just been shocked at what we didn't cover. So uh, it never ceases to amaze. A lot of these points that the attorneys will bring up are not unusual, but they can be concerning. But you need to go into it with your eyes wide open. Well, that's absolutely amazing. And you know what? I've got eyes wide open for you because you're amazing. That's a hero. Helping these franchise systems be successful with their legal and avoid the pitfalls of ownership. Staying compliant because, my God, with the law, you got to make sure you follow the law, right? We've got that. Dan Warchowski. You can reach him at FranchiseLawyers.com. This is David Kogan with Alliances. And when we return, the star of Little House on the Prairie.